Hello, girlfriend, and welcome to this episode of Rise and Grow Post-Separation. A few years back, I had it all. A husband who was first a friend, a house in the burbs for a family to grow in, and Callie, our cat, right by my side. But then I heard those words, those words that would change my life forever. You know what I'm talking about. I want a divorce. My name is Sarah Casa. And I am here to lift you above the fear, anxiety, and loneliness that comes with breakup. Divorce or not, the pain is one, and the pain is real. I've learned so many things along the way, things I want to share with you now. I will share tools, tips, and actions you can take to grow your mind, your body, but more importantly, your heart, to rise into the strong woman within you. Because guess what? If I could do it and get to live the life I have today, you better freaking believe you can. Now let's start, shall we? After a great weekend in the backcountry, I could not be more thankful to be welcomed as a settler of this land and acknowledge it as it rightfully is so. The traditional territories of the Blackfoot Confederacy including the Siksika, Pekani, and Kiana Nations, the Stony Nakoda, including the Chiniki, Bearspaw, and Wesley Nations, and the Sutina Nation. Southern Alberta is also home to the Métis Nation of Alberta, Region 3. Hello, family. Before I delve in, I would like to take a moment and read you this five-star rating. Envy underscore 8 says, Great advice on how to address relationship anxiety and focus on building skills to manage adult life. Thank you, called NV underscore eight. And if you, my fellow listener, my fellow warrior, have a moment, please let me know how this podcast or episode has helped you. I'll be sharing these testimonials as they come in moving forward. So, I had a whole episode planned for you. If you recall, I did a poll on Instagram to listen to what topics really speak to you and you'd like to hear more of. But there is something that happened, and there is something so real about recording these episodes in real time. Yes, real time. I don't know if you know this, but the most I've ever recorded in advance has been three weeks. This is intentional, at least for now, at least for me. I know some... Other podcast hosts prefer to have an archive going. I understand why that's needed as well. But in this particular episode, at least for now, we're going to be as real in time as possible with you. I am going to be. So while, yes, this podcast does utilize a lot of reflection on past experiences that don't necessarily need it to be real time, But it also uses these real-time experiences to make that connection. So I want to talk to you about something real that happened to me just yesterday. It got me in tears and weighed heavily on me. And in almost an act of irony, (laughs) it was followed by another message from the universe to maybe not push my buttons, but to really shake me up. So I had to share it because I suspect I am not alone. 
I had to share it because I want to show you that the work is never over. The work never stops. I think we all know that. But no matter how self-aware you are in the moment, something can happen and trigger you and all that work can seem like it goes to waste. At least that's how I felt. I'm hard on myself after something happens and I tell myself I should know better. I've read this and I've read that. And again, you will see from this experience the direct connection between self-development and sabotage. Yes. In this episode, I want to talk to you about sabotage and how to get better at identifying these moments in hopes that you pull yourself out of them faster or at least be able to reflect on them, which is what happened in my case because, like I said, I was not able to pull myself out of it. And it was even followed by another message from the universe. So yeah, let me start by painting a picture for you. I'm lying inside a sleeping bag, inside a three-person tent, so it's quite cozy. We pitched this tent on a pad, looking down on one of the most beautiful still lakes you can imagine. And I don't say that lightly. The water is a mix of teal and dark green, with ripples all across the lake. It's either caused by the loon (laughs) that seems to have made this lake its home, the many active fish that seem to taunt my friend who's trying to catch them. Catch and release, by the way, just so you know. (laughs) And the bugs across the lake's surface. So it's this beautiful painting of a still lake with ripples across of it. And I'm sitting in the tent with the fly open so I can see the lake across. And I'm sitting and reading. I chose to hike up a really nice light book. Alexi Panis's 50 Ways TA, and I was reading a few lessons from it. Might as well have been a scene from a movie. Really, it was that beautiful. I posted an image of that location actually on Instagram. So if you're not on my Instagram, hop on to riseandgrow.post.separation to check it out. So I read a few chapters, and one of the chapters that I'm going to bring up today was entitled turn up the base. It started off by giving an example of lottery winners. Now, did you know that the majority of lottery winners, yes, I'm sure you and I would love to be one of those, but apparently studies have shown that the majority of those lottery winners don't really feel happier after winning the lottery. I mean, initially, of course, who wouldn't? Can you imagine getting that phone call? My goodness, you'd think that would solve everything and that would make you so happy. But apparently, apparently, maybe they tell us this so we don't feel so bad, in which case I'm fine with it too. But yeah, we're told that oftentimes, okay, there's this climax of happiness and then you return to this base of what you were before winning the lottery. Apparently people will sabotage themselves to return to that base. So there's this trend of sabotaging yourself to return to what is normal or what felt secure and familiar more so, believe it or not. Again, maybe this is just a scam, but that's what the study shows. So I read that lesson and a few more lessons from her book. Then we got ready to go to bed and slept soundly through the night. Now next day was our hike out day. 
Of course, looking back, this was a perfect Instagram moment. You sit there, you read and you do some self-development work, you're in the wilderness, and it paints this perfect picture of this person that you're like, I want that. But this is the reality. So next day I woke up and something was said during the course of the morning while I was packing, and it triggered me. It upset me and definitely triggered me. Now it was minor. It was literally a word that was said. And instead of taking some time to reevaluate and process why it's triggering me and really peel the layers, I simply talked it out with my partner and thought, there, it is dealt with. Because as we know, communication is key. And if there is something I've learned coming out from a separation, a divorce, is that I am never going to hide my emotions or what makes me unhappy. I'm going to do right by myself. And so, yeah, communication is key. In my social media, I posted a quote from a book I'm also reading, which <laughs> ironically does sort of delve into that misconception that communication is the key to an enduring relationship. Yes, of course, it helps. And it is very important in conflict resolution and to getting to the root of the problem, but it doesn't always work. It does not always get to the root of the problem. So instead, that word that triggered me apparently really shook my self-worth. Again, it's a word, but it shook my self-worth. And there was my self-worth exposed during the course of the morning and anything that was to follow that point. But in my head, I thought it was dealt with. I thought we were good. We made up and moved on. This, my ladies, is a prime example of sabotage. Our topic of discussion today. So what is self-sabotage, really? It's when you're in something that you know is good, that feels good, whether it's a relationship, whether it's an experience, like the experience I had those last few days in the backcountry, surrounded by that amazing nature, knowing that I am so lucky to be, to be there and to enjoy it. But for some reason, that happiness deep inside does not align with your self-worth. Now, I'm sure you think to yourself, well, in the example of a separation, I've left a relationship that's not serving me. What do you mean I have low self-worth? That's the highest example of having high self-worth. But in a funny way, it's a way of protecting yourself, of making yourself feel more secure. That's how sabotage works. So in the case of the lottery winners, for example... Because they're not used to the money and the things that come with it, they're going back to what feels familiar as a way of making them feel more secure in a way. When you feel unworthy, you feel unworthy of love and even beautiful experiences that you do in life. And that's when it kicks in. Sabotage kicks in when you're having a great time, when everything feels great and you're at the top of the world as a way of protecting you to, to tell you, 
you know that saying when you're like, I don't want to get overly excited or build up my expectations so I'm not put down. That's what it is. That's not the way we should be thinking. We should be embracing all the good in our lives and pushing ourselves to a higher self, really. So as I said originally, the episode I had planned was actually going to talk about something else. It was going to talk about how to get yourself dating ready. Back on the scene. Back into dating. (laughs) But I think this was a great reminder and lesson that revealed itself to me yesterday. This topic of sabotage. And I think it's one of the tools that we need to address to get dating ready. So while yes, I am going to record the next episode on other tools, I wanted this one particular topic to take the spotlight. So how can we get better at spotting it and reduce it really? Like I said, you wanna raise your self-worth. You wanna raise that bar one notch at a time. And by doing that, your system will push that feeling of security from one place to another, one notch at a time. So that when you are feeling insecure and your system wants to bring you back to that feeling of security of what's familiar, it doesn't take you back to, let's say, the bottom level that you started on, but you've elevated it enough that it goes one notch up. Basically, Alexi Panas puts it as turning up the base. That's how she refers to it. That's what the lesson was called. Again, going back to your question. So you've left someone not serving you. You've already took a bold step up. You've already increased your self-worth. Yes, that is true. And that is a huge step. But don't you sometimes notice or hear others say something about dating the same type of partner over and over again and wondering why that is? While it is important to take that step to leave what's not serving you, you have to realize that there needs to be some work done to raise you up a notch at a time so that you don't go back to dating the same type of person with the same tendencies and characteristics. Maybe it's not so apparent. Maybe, yes, they don't have the same characteristics, but deep down inside, it's the same relationship that doesn't serve you. So me this weekend, right? I read the right chapter the night before, thinking, here I am, doing the work. I'm raising my bar. I'm raising my self-awareness. I'm improving myself. At the end of the lesson, there are even self-reflection questions. And so I journaled about it. I wrote down some ideas on how to tackle this and definitely listed out examples of when I sabotaged myself, not knowing I was going to do it the next day, and how to notice it and raise the notch a little bit higher and higher each time. So I guess knowing this right now, it's not really ironic that the next day my system wanted to resist this change and reacted poorly to a situation. Reacted poorly to the trigger and said, haha, now let's use that to sabotage her out of this good relationship, out of this good time, because no, let, let's 
let's bring the notch down. Let's turn down the bass. And maybe we're more secure. Maybe if we're not so happy, then our expectations aren't high and less things can go wrong. <laughs> so this is a reminder that any time you attempt to shift something, there will be resistance. We talked in previous episodes about what to do to shift out of something not serving you. And here is a reminder that there will always be resistance anytime you try and shift something. It's pulling you back from the good side to the dark side, thinking it's making you safer. So unfortunately, I don't have a magic three-step solution right now. If I had, I would, the hope would have been that I applied it better. But the idea is to keep working on loving ourselves and elevating our self-worth. The higher those notches go, the more we shift the dial on what our baseline is. And if you're wondering what happened for me to sabotage myself, basically as we were hiking out, I found a very lame reason to get angry, get mad really, at something so silly and I just couldn't let go. I couldn't deal with it. I couldn't process it. I probably let go is not the right word, but processing it, thinking about it. I did not look back and think, wait a minute, is this, is this me sabotaging a good time? And literally as we're walking out at the end of beautiful series of experiences of days that we spent there, here I am trying to sabotage it, to pick a fight, get angry. And yeah, and it took a while. It, it weighed heavily on me. And it ended up with me bursting into tears. <laughs> and that universe trying to send a message, well, get this. So we finally reached the car. I'm trying to calm down. And then this hitchhiker decides to come up to us and asks for a ride to the beginning of a nearby trail. So it's on our way, it's convenient. And of course, my partner and my friend, they said yes, for sure. Not me. I was in that zone where I just did not want to speak to anyone. And <laughs> it was the most awkward ride. But yeah, that was, <laughs> that was some message from the universe. Thankfully, we dropped the person, so we still did our good deed, but I had nothing to do with it or partake in it. So good on my friend and partner for doing that, I guess. <laughs> and that was what happened yesterday. With that, I'll leave you, my fellow warriors, and look forward to talking to you again in two weeks. Thanks for listening. If you have a girlfriend who is struggling out of a breakup and would benefit from these tools and tips, please share this episode with her. Us women have everything to gain from supporting and lifting one another up. So please don't forget to hit subscribe and check out riseandgrow.ca. It ensures this podcast reaches more listeners to grow our amazing community and ensures you are in the know of the latest offerings. Bye now.